0: Good morning. Join us as we continue to worship together. Through every battle, through every heartbreak, through every circumstance, I believe that you are my fortress and you are my portion. You are my hiding place. Oh, I believe you are the way, the truth, the life. I believe you are the way, the truth, the life. I believe through every blessing. Through every promise Through every breath I take Oh, I believe that you are provider And you are protector You are the one I love I believe you are the way The truth The light I believe you are the way, the truth, the life, I believe you are. You know, the way before us sometimes seems uncertain, but the way within us is always sure. Jesus is the way. It's a new horizon. And I'm set on you And you need me here today With mercies that I knew All my fears and doubts They can all come to, Because they can't stay long When I'm here with you It's a new horizon And I'm set on you and you meet me here today With mercies that are new. All my fears and doubts They can all come to Because they can't stay long And I believe you are The way The truth You're the light Oh, I believe the way, the truth, the lie, I believe you are, it's, it's a, a new, new horizon, day. and I'm set on you, and you meet me here today, with mercies that are new. new, all my fears and doubts, they can, can all, all come, come to because they can't stay long when I believe you are the way, the truth, the lie. I believe you are the way, the truth, you're the lie. Yes, I believe.
1: pray And now gracious God may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here present be acceptable in your sight our rock and our redeemer Amen A reading from Acts chapter 1. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, And in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why are you standing here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who had been taken from you into heaven... We'll come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. The word of the Lord. Several men were dressing in the locker room of an exclusive health club. A cell phone sitting on one of the benches began to ring. A man picked it up, and the following conversation took place. Hello? Hello, honey, it's me. Are you at the club? Yes. Great. I'm at the mall, two blocks away. Remember how you promised me a mink coat someday? Well, I saw this absolutely gorgeous mink coat a few minutes ago, and it's on sale. Can I buy it? What's the price? Oh, it's reduced from 5000 to $4,200. Well, okay, if you like it that much, go ahead. I also stopped at the Mercedes dealership this morning. Remember that 2019 C300 we were looking at? Well, I talked to the salesman, and he's willing to give us a rock-bottom price. How much is rock-bottom? It's only $43,800. Come on, honey, you promise me a Mercedes someday. Okay, but for that price, I want it with all the options. Okay, I'll tell him. And before you hang up, there's just one more thing. What's that? I put a call in to our real estate agent this morning. You know that house we were looking at a few months ago? It's still on the market. You remember the English tutor with the three-car garage, the beautiful garden, and the built-in pool? How much are they asking? It's been reduced to $750,000. Remember, you'd promised we'd live in a beautiful house like that someday. This is the perfect house Okay, call him back, but offer him $725,000. If the owner accepts, we'll buy it. Okay, honey, thanks so much. See you later. Love you. Bye. Me too. The man hangs up the cell phone, holds it up in the air, and says, Does anybody know who belongs to the cell phone? Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he made three promises to his disciples Categorically different from the promises made by some man unauthorized to say anything to this woman. These were promises you could take to the bank. These were promises you could stake your life on. The whole meaning of the ascension of Jesus is that Jesus has been given authority over the entire universe. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Jesus says, in the Great Commission from the Gospel of Matthew. And Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, I pray that you will be given to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe in him. It is that same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him on the place of honor at God's right hand in heaven, far, far above any other king or ruler Or dictator or leader. So Paul is announcing that Jesus has the power to fulfill every promise made to us by God. And those promises, I believe, can be summarized in three simple words presence, power, and purpose. So here's the first promise of Jesus to us. His presence with us, always. The last words of the Great Commission, you probably know them by heart, and lo, I am with you always, even to the close of the age. I want you to place that promise for a moment alongside of the some of the less than joyful experiences we have in life, because life can get tough sometimes, and sometimes we can feel like we're in a dark place, all by ourselves, and that no one really, really cares about us. A 12-year-old boy stood patiently waiting beside the counter of a watch, clock, and jewelry store, while the store clerk waited on all the other customers, all of whom were adults. Finally, the clerk got around to him. A small gift for his mom, which he bought and ran out to the car where his dad is impatiently waiting. What took you so long, son? The dad asked. The man in the store was waiting on every other adult in the store, and he was ignoring me. But I got even. You got even how? While I was waiting, I went around and set all the alarm clocks in the entire store. It's going to get mighty noisy in that place today about 3 o'clock. Can't we all identify with this young man for just a moment? feeling of disappointment or frustration. We might even identify with his desire to get even, to settle the score, nobody paying him any attention, feeling like a nobody surrounded by a sea of somebodies. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale was one of the great Christian preachers of the 20th century, and Dr. Peale developed this extraordinary counseling technique whenever someone came to him expressing feelings of not being cared for, feeling lost, feeling lonely. So the first thing Dr. Peel did was let the person tell their story in all of its painful details. And after the person had fully shared their heartache, Dr. Peel just asked them to sit in silence for some moments And then repeat over and over again in silence from the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never leave you or forsake you. And that can become a mantra for us at times. As vital as the air we breathe repeating it over and over, sometimes in good moments, like a prayer of thanksgiving, but then in those other dark times, something that you can hold on to in that dark place, in the midst of the storm, that's the first promise, that Jesus is always with us. The second is about power, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, Jesus says to his disciples. And St. Paul writes, I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe in him. I am constantly amazed about two completely different aspects of this species we call Homo sapiens. On the one hand, how incredibly kind and generous and wonderful people can be. Sometimes incredibly kind, caring, generous. The outpouring of support for the people of the Bahamas overwhelming. Sometimes it can bring tears to your eyes. And the second aspect, how flawed we are. Self-serving, self-preoccupied, petty, Vicious, cruel, even the most caring among us can sometimes cross over to the dark side. A Milwaukee, Wisconsin newspaper carried this story recently. John E. Beverly, a baby boomer and a Vietnam veteran, when his fellow employees at the Miller Brewing Company in Milwaukee found out that Beverly was suffering from post-traumatic stress, They did everything they could to make loud noises when they did not expect it. Dropping tables, empty beer bottles, popped milk cartons, setting off fireworks, all for the purpose of unnerving a Vietnam veteran. A bottle rocket fired directly at him in the company lunchroom was the day he was finished off. He had to quit his job. What do you say to viciousness like that? And it's a a side of us we'd rather not look at. We prefer to ignore it. Unless we see it for ourselves or, God forbid, that we are a victim of it ourselves. And if we look for an answer to that viciousness from inside, it is not there. If all we can do is look inside for an answer, we will not find one. It will only lead to more disappointment and ultimately it will lead to despair. And hearing the good news of Jesus can set us free. Worshiping and celebrating our crucified Messiah, we receive extraordinary power in that. You are a forgiven child of God. The cross of Christ has set you free from sin, from death from the forces of evil that are tempting you into viciousness. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Not height, not depth, not breadth, nor anything in all of creation. That is the extraordinary power of God. And lastly, this extraordinary purpose, the Ascension story In verse 11, while the disciples were gazing up into heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking up into heaven? Now, the next part of the verse I want to translate for myself. No, actually, it's a paraphrase. Wake up. Get a move on. You've got work to do. A well-known pastor was making a trip to Europe by ship. On board, he noticed a small, dark-skinned, thin man every day sitting in a deck chair reading his Bible. The pastor became intrigued about the story behind the man. He got enough courage one day to sit down next to him and said, "'Pardon me, sir. I see you every day here reading your Bible. "'I'm a Christian myself. I assume you are too. Uh, "'I'd love to hear your testimony.'" man said, yes, too, I am a Christian, Filipino by birth, grew up in the Philippines, in a Christian family. A number of years ago, I came to your country to study, university. On my first night in this strange country, on a strange campus, there was a knock at my door, a fellow student stood, and he said to me, I just want to welcome you. If there's anything I can do to help you transition to campus life, please let me know. We chatted for a few minutes, and as he prepared to leave, he asked me if I was a church goer, and I said, yeah, and that I was planning to go to a particular church that following Sunday morning. And he said, well, I can tell you where that church is. It's really quite a distance from here, not easy to find. You go, uh, well, it'd be easier if I just drew you a map, which he did. I forgot about that when Sunday morning came, woke up, it was pouring cats and dogs. And I said, I don't think so. Not today. God forgive me if I don't go to church on my first Sunday on campus. A knock at my door. There he was. A raincoat on, an umbrella under each arm. I thought you might have trouble finding the church, so I've come to walk along with you and show you the way. I wondered to myself, what sort of fellow is this anyway? And as we walked under our two umbrellas, if this classmate is so interested in my church or the church I want to go to, I should probably ask him about his. Oh, my church just around the corner. Really? You know, it's raining so hard, why don't we just go there? I never got to go to the church I was supposed to go to. I was so taken by his kindness, so moved by the reception I received that morning, that that church became my spiritual home. A true story. A student who wanted to become a lawyer, changing his major, majored in theology, was ordained went back to his home country and became an important Christian leader in the Philippines. All because a fellow student with two umbrellas cared enough to invite a fellow student to church. So that leads me to wonder, could you be the man or the woman with two umbrellas under each arm? I think you can be, because I know this congregation. I was delighted to see how many people I didn't know at the first service. Could you be the one to lead someone to a closer relationship with the Lord of heaven and earth? Absolutely. Why? Because of these three promises, the presence of God, that God will be with you in Christ always. The power that God gives us over sin, death, and the forces of evil you have. And the holy purpose to share the good news of the gospel. You know, this week, with those door hangers, don't forget to take some as you leave today.
0: There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare your living
2: whole,
0: your presence,
2: Lord.
0: I've tasted and seen. Of the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free, and my shame is undone, by your presence, Lord. atmosphere compare. You're living home.
2: Your presence warm.
0: I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, when my heart becomes free. My shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill. and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be your